Hey friends, we hope this message from C3 Fort Worth helps you see Jesus like never before. And if you're in or around Fort Worth, we'd love to meet you on a Sunday or at one of our weekly dinner parties. Hey, C3 Fort Worth, Pastor Brandon here. And uh, I know so many of us watching in, in different scenarios or at different places in our life because of all that's happening around us. And so I want to just take a few minutes and, and share with you. I'm so glad you're taking the time to engage uh, to lean in, um, to make sure your heart, your spirit, your mind are being renewed uh, by God's word and that you're seeing everyone else, that you're chatting, you're connecting. And, and so I want to commend you for that. Um, I know that for many of us, we're all kind of in different places at this point in time, not just physically, but, uh, but even just where we're at mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, because of whatever circumstances might have transpired in your life and in our life as a, a, as a church, as a city, as a community. And there's a lot happening and so many things that are going on. And, and we, we've been in this, uh, this the year of the pattern. And I, I don't know that there's a, a more powerful time to lean into the patterns of our life. And in other words, we, we said this at the beginning of the year, right, that we were going to establish patterns that adjusted our posture that allowed us to inhabit places. In other words, there, no matter where we end up, we wanted to have patterns in our life that created the posture of Jesus. So no matter where we went, we would look like him. That's the goal, that's the desire, that's the want of our lives. And, and patterns are what create that, that routine, that rhythm. And right now, there's very, very little rhythm to our life, right? Every day, it seems like there's something new that we're having to kind of react to or move away from or lean into or chase down. And, and it can be very difficult at times. And so I wanna really encourage you in this time to, to really lean in, especially what we talked about in January and then in February. And now what we're leaning into now is this, 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 this idea of patterns. What are the routines and rhythms? In a moment where what was uh, really doesn't fit what is now, what are the patterns that always make it through? In other words, how can you set some rhythms and routines that, um, that will carry you in this season and the next? Um, we started the year with withdrawal and return. Withdraw to look at Jesus so that you would return looking more like him. Uh, then we moved into temple and table. And while that's been uh, really kind of shifted and changed and it looks different and maybe not in the way that we're used to, uh, there's still opportunities to connect and make sure that we're reaching our hands to heaven to worship Jesus and then reaching out towards one another uh, to serve like Jesus. Uh, those, those patterns are important. And this, this pattern we're in right now, this death and resurrection pattern, um, we planned this um, uh, several months ago and uh, it seems so, so powerful and potent right now in this moment. I want to encourage you as we kind of talk through some of these scriptures to begin to understand that, uh, that God is in this moment with you. You may not feel like that all the time, but one of the reasons we can so trust him is because of this pattern of Jesus, of death and resurrection. This pattern of Jesus dying for us and rising for us that we might identify with him. He identified with us and we can live resurrection life because death no longer holds sway. Death no longer decides for us who we are, uh, what we act like, what we say. Uh, in fact, in a moment like this where death seems to be the thing that everyone's talking about, whether it be death of a job or, or a, maybe even a dream that we had that's somehow now becoming 
uh, unraveled or maybe uh, death of people. There's a lot of that happening and we're, we're praying that God would end that, that God would uh, move us beyond that. And, and yet we're, we're staring in the face of this moment, whether it be the news or different things that we're seeing, that this, 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 the, the front edge of this is how many people are dying, how many people are suffering. And, and in the midst of that, this pattern of death and resurrection should begin to encourage us and begin to redirect our thought patterns and begin to redirect our hearts and lives. And we, we want to be like Romans 12 says, we want to be people who do not conform to the patterns of this world. In other words, bad news, bad life, uh, difficult things. We lose our strength. We lose our power. We lose our, lose our um, sound mind. We lose our love for one another. We lose some of those things. We, no, we, we don't want to do that. We want to be people who are transformed by the renewing of our mind, that our mind is being transformed so that we might know the good and pleasing and perfect will of God, even in the midst of the most challenging moments. For many of us, we've never seen anything like what's happening now. I mean, this is, this is something very few of us will have ever experienced. And so we're, we're all experiencing this together and that's why we love the Bible, because the Bible is written to a people, not just a person. Does it apply to you and I as a person? For sure. But really, it is written to a people. So where you're sitting and where I'm standing and all those around us, the, the, the neighborhoods and the, the houses down the road, and all the, as we watch this, as we partake of other things, as we do dinner parties virtually, we are in this together. That has never been more true than right now. We are in this together, that we would be people who are looking out for one another. And so I want to read to you Colossians chapter 3, and I want to encourage you. I want, I want this to stir your faith. I want this to, uh, while, while death might be the thing that everyone else is touting and talking about, I want us to begin to remember that there is resurrection life in Jesus. There's resurrection life in Christ. So I want to take just a minute and read out of Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 1. Uh, we'll read just a few verses here, and I want you to just follow along with me. So if you have been raised with the Messiah, if you have been raised with the Messiah, if you've been raised with Jesus, seek what is above where the Messiah is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above, not on what is on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. When the Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. This is, this is quite a statement. In Colossians chapter 1 and 2, Paul is expanding on the doctrine of death resurrection, expanding, expanding on this idea of what it is to live in Christ Jesus, what it is to really lean into to, to this new life in Christ and really setting the theological foundation of your position. In other words, he's saying, this is who you are. This is what Jesus has done. This is what has happened. In fact, in Colossians 2, he's talking about baptisms. And he's, he's talking about this idea of you have been identified and raised with Christ Jesus. This is, this is the foundation of everything we believe. Everything we're doing, everything we're living for, everything we're living towards is out of this idea that this, this is what's true. And in Colossians chapter 3, he begins to just pivot. He begins to just, begins to extend this from a place of what your position is theologically, what your position is in Christ Jesus, to what you practically do as you live that position out. In other words, you've been given new life, so what does that new life look like? So that's why he says, that's why he starts with, so if you have been, 
If you believed Colossians 1 and 2, if you believe the first part of my letter, if you believe what I've already established for you, then, then, then this is what life looks like. This is what you begin to live towards. This is what you begin to live as. So it's this idea of I believe this and I base my life upon it. See, belief, the word, the original intent of the word was not just a, simply a, a thing in my mind that I checked the box of, yeah, I believe that, but that then that what happens in my mind and heart begins to operate in my hands, that everything that I believe becomes something that I, the same way that I behave, that, that my belief begins to affect my behavior. And, and so here's this idea. Colossians is this idea that we're, we are resurrected people. Now, that's a bit of a strange thing to say, right? Because you're still alive. So how can you be resurrected? What, what's the idea here that I've, I'm, I'm, I've died, but I'm not actually dead? And, and that's where we begin to understand. And I think we understand it now in a moment like this, that we are not merely physical people and never have been. That's why you can have people who are physically put together. Everything looks good. Everything looks amazing. And yet on the inside, there's something deeply flawed or challenging in them. In fact, that's probably most of us, right? We all have something on the inside that is shifting or moving. And especially right now where you're being challenged in what you believe and what you think and what you really hold on to and what is your anchor. And so Paul is saying, hey, if you believe that. If this, is, if this is what you are, if you're resurrected, if you, if you have resurrected life, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. Here's what you need to do. I want you to seek the things that are above. I want you to set your mind on Christ. What does resurrected life look like? Well, it looks like a life that no longer believes that what is in this world limits who I am and what Christ has done. It's almost as though a person who lives resurrection life has set their mind, their heart, their being, who they are in a different place and is now living. It's why Paul's kind of allusion to this is it's no longer I who live. Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It's this idea that, man, this is, this is different. This is no longer me. I'm, I'm, I'm here, but... But to live is Christ, to die is gain. I'm in a win-win in that regard because I'm, I, I, I know who Christ is in me. I'm living this moment with him. And if it is all taken away from me, I'm going to go be with him. That doesn't make it easy. It doesn't necessarily always make it simple. It doesn't always... Uh, make you feel good. I, I'm, I'm not trying to say that in this moment, everybody's going to be just fine. I, I'm, I'm just saying to you that in this moment, no matter what comes, I can base my life and my, my thoughts and my heart in Christ. Seek what is above. Set your mind on Christ. That's a powerful, powerful thing to set my mind, to fix my mind. I, you know, I am, um, and it doesn't mean like fix it, like operate on it and fix it. It means to attach it. It means to, if I'm going to uh, take dinner out into the dining room table, I'm going to set it on the table because I trust that the table will hold it. That, that I, when, I, uh, when I hang a painting, I'm going to make sure that, it, that there's something fixed to the wall so that when I hang the painting, it's going to set strong. No matter what kind of pressure is put on it, it's going to hold. So I set my mind on Christ so that no matter what kind of pressure, no matter what kind of things come along to try to pull me down, I've set my mind on Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He died and he rose. And so death no longer has the final word. Death isn't, doesn't get to decide for me who, who I'm going to become in this moment because I've died to what defines me here. I've, I've died to that. I'm now defined by the fact that I've identified with Jesus. 
And then Paul says, and you've been, your life has been hidden with Christ. Uh, the other day, I got tricked by my son, my three-year-old, Grayson. Maybe you guys know Gray. He's, uh, he, he's got quite the attitude, and, uh, but he is, he's so much fun, never stops. And the other day, he wanted to play hide-and-seek. And so he said, Dad, I'm playing hide-and-seek, and he took off. I, I didn't even count. I, just, I was kind of in the middle of something. And then I look up, and I'm looking for Gray. I can't find him anywhere. It's the first time that my son, my three-year-old, like hid so well that I could not find him anywhere. I think sometimes that's the way we need to think about our life in Christ. Our life, this one right now, this right here, the, the flesh and bone, the, the, the things that we're living through, our life is not hidden in the circumstances or the situations we find ourselves in. They are actually hidden from the situations and circumstances we find ourselves in because our life is hidden with Christ. He says, who's seated at the right hand of the Father. It's almost like this. I, I was uh, trying to get home the other day from a place I'd never been. And while I could have guessed where I was going, I, I went ahead and looked it up. Who doesn't? I looked it up on the GPS. I looked it up on my, my phone. Uh, this is also a GPS. I looked it up on my phone to tr try to figure out where I'm going to go. And I could have just tried to look around and see where I was. And it didn't change my physical position, but it changed my spiritual perspective, right? It changed what I was looking at. I now was looking at much more than just the three buildings I could see. I was now looking at all the different avenues and ways in which this could get me where I needed to go. And it was guiding me and leading me. And if I can get my heart and mind set on Jesus, then I'll begin to get a perspective of, of heaven. I'll begin to look at things not from an earthly thing. Don't set your mind on things that are on the earth, but set your mind on things that are above. And when I get above the issue, the situation, the circumstance, then I can look at this and see this in a very different way. I, I know that right now, for many of us, it's not easy. It's not, it's not simple. But, but what it is, is it's, it's defining for many of us. We are, we are choosing where we will set our minds and hearts. For many of, us, many of us, every day when we wake up, we are having to make the decision of where I'm going to set my heart and mind, where I'm going to set my belief. I want to encourage you to set your mind on Jesus, to set your mind on the one who came and conquered the grave, the one who, when the disciples crowded around the grave, the angels came down and said, why are you standing? He is, he is risen like he said he would be. How amazing is that? That no matter what we see flooding around us, what's happening around us, Jesus is still victorious. And today you can walk in that, right? Today you can lean into that. Today you can simply receive that and say, God, I lay down my life. I pick up yours. And my life is hidden with Christ Jesus. And while I might die, I've already died. So now I know to live in resurrection life with a new breath and a new way and a new perspective on what life really is and what really matters and what's really going to carry me through. I want to pray with you. If, if today, right now, you need to say, you know what, I, I've set my mind on other things. I've allowed other things to define if I'm going to be okay. I've hidden my life in, in areas and situations and circumstances and comforts that aren't actually holding up right now. I need to set my mind, my heart, my life on the things that matter most. And that is Jesus, the rock upon which I stand, the one who when the wind comes and the, the, the waves crash and everything goes on, I have a house that will stay standing. Jesus conquered the grave so that you could live a new life. So I want to pray with you. If that's you and you say, I need to set my mind on Jesus. I need to give him my heart. I need to give him who I am. And let's pray together. 
And that could be some of you who, man, you've been in church, you've been in, in this thing for a while. And for some of you, this is the first time you've even heard this idea. Um, well, I hope today encourages you. And I, I would say all of us need this right now. So let's pray together. And if that's you, you can you can click below and say, I, I want prayer and, and someone will be there to pray with you. And uh, and you can tell them, hey, I'm, I'm trying to make a decision today to, to give my life to Jesus. And they'll be ready to pray with you. We want to be there for you, especially right now in this moment. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for everyone who's watching, everyone who's checking out this video and, and everyone who's listening to your word right now. I pray that um, whatever circumstance and whatever situation, whatever thing is going on right now, Lord, I pray that they would fix their minds on you, that they would set their mind on you. They would put their eyes on you. And I pray that even now they would begin to get a different perspective on life. As everything else is crumbling, Lord, I pray that you're beginning to build something new in their heart and mind that shapes them differently and, and begins to position them differently. And Lord, I pray that they would begin to walk in resurrection life as people whose life is hidden with Christ no matter what's coming, no matter what's trying to find them, no matter what's trying to hurt them, destroy them, or take them out, God, I thank you that you are with them now, and they are with you. And so, God, we give our lives to you. We give our hearts to you. And God, I pray that you would guide us and lead us, protect us, be with us. God, I pray in every situation. And God, I pray against every uh, scheme and every uh, every situation, every single thing that is coming against people right now, God, I pray that you would give them strength, courage, and we speak against all the things that would try to cause pain and hurt and difficulty in this season. God, we thank you for uh, your grace, and we thank you that you're with us in every season. And God, I pray as we plant our feet with you, uh, that you would bear fruit in every single season. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, we love you. Uh, we will be doing this again soon. Please continue to uh, engage and check in and uh, check all the social media, do all the things because we're doing our best to encourage you, to, to be with you, to pray with you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we will see you again very soon.